0: Well, welcome to a brand new episode of the KPMG Private Equity in Your Industry podcast series. I'm Matt Weiss, and thanks for tuning in today. And pleased to be joined by Glenn Mincy, as always, the national sector leader for private equity at KPMG. Glenn, how are you today?
1: I'm doing well, thanks.
0: Also joining Glenn and myself today is Kristen Pothier, who's the Global Healthcare Life Sciences Deal Advisory and Strategy Leader at KPMG, no stranger to the program, and Ross Nelson, who's the National Healthcare Strategy Lead. And before we get to Kristen and Ross, we're continuing our discussion today on what we talked about in a prior episode, that being all the exciting trends that are taking place regarding private equity in the healthcare and life science space. And before going over to Kristen and Ross, Glenn wanted to ask you, what are some of the things that are standing out to you right now?
1: Thanks, Matt. So, we're certainly seeing strong activity in healthcare innovation. COVID changed not only the way we consume products and the way that we work, but also the way that we receive healthcare. It's a common theme across other sectors as well that companies that were reliant on physical presence and volume were in decline. And PE sponsors have really focused on innovation like digital technologies. Home healthcare, for example, telehealth and value based care. It, behavioral healthcare seems like a really clear area of adoption for telehealth, but it's one that would have taken much, much longer in the quote normal world. And in a broader context beyond healthcare, whenever an industry focuses on adoption of technology to produce efficiencies and increase exposure, PE certainly flows in to fill that gap. And it's great that we have Kristen and Ross here with us to explain this complex topic in much greater depth.
2: Thank you, and thanks for having us on the show today. Uh, the global pandemic really impacted both healthcare and life sciences very differently in 2020. And we saw the investment community really take a pause and take a look at what they wanted to invest in and how they wanted to look forward into their deals into the end of 2020 and then into now 2021. Um, we saw that investors were opportunistic, focused on innovation in healthcare and life sciences, but as well as really defensive in their investment strategies during the pandemic. And so as we look at it from a healthcare perspective and we see what healthcare had to do with returns of their resilience, their positioning in innovation and transformation, we really saw three major areas that we wanted to spend a little bit of extra time on today, and that is risk-based physicians, um, specialty physician practices, and overall healthcare systems. So I'm joined here by by Ross Nelson, my colleague Ross Nelson, and I'm gonna turn it over to him to hit on each and every one of those particular areas and talk about our prospects for the future. Ross, to you.
3: Thanks, Kristen. thanks, Glenn, and thanks, Matt, for inviting me to talk today. Firstly, I wanted to talk about risk-based physicians this is a subsector that prior to 2020 and 2021 was dominated by the likes of aggregators on the corporate side, like Optum, Humana and others. And currently private equity and other folks are starting to gain a lot of traction in the space. We saw a lot of deals at the end of 2020 and 2021 continues to be hot. There's even been activity in the SPAC space here. From a valuation standpoint, these deals have have garnered the highest evaluations. We've seen multiples on an EBITDA basis from 20 to 30 times and even higher in some cases, paying up for future growth prospects and future margin expansion opportunities. From a deal thesis perspective, private equity is really interested in this space for a number of reasons. Firstly, it's the prospect of new market growth. As as many know, Medicare broadly and Medicare Advantage as a portion of Medicare are both growing rapidly, and capitated models within Medicare Advantage are further growing, adding growth to the mix. So a lot of private equity companies see opportunities to grow into new markets. We also see that them taking the opportunity to take medical costs out and, and decrease the medical loss ratio for these providers. And lastly, we're seeing opportunities for them to expand upon risk scoring for the Medicare Advantage members. From an exit strategy perspective, private equity investors are still thinking about eventually exiting to other private equity firms down the road. We've seen a couple assets retrade within six months of their initial uh, purchase. Uh, on even higher multiples going forward. So we're we're really excited about this space going forward, looking into 2021. Next, I want to talk about specialty physicians. So this is an area across a number of specialties that have been hot over the past five years, and it's continued to stay strong through 2021. We did see a little bit of, of a slowness in activity during the first part of 2020 with COVID, Particularly around specialties that were highly leveraged to either uh, elective procedures uh, or or elective visits to the office. So places like dental, dermatology, ophthalmology, and optometry saw significant dips in the middle of 2020, but those, along with others, have rebounded strongly, um, in part due to the to the add-on of of telehealth. So whereas for some of these practices, we saw dips in, in volumes in the, in, to the realm of 30 or 40%, we're now seeing volumes come back to normal um, and be within 5% of where they were in 2019. From a valuation perspective, commensurate with these dips in volumes, we did see valuation levels um, slacken in 2020, especially in those same areas where you saw volume declines, but activity continues now to be strong. We're seeing platforms, individual platforms, also starting to come together to form larger platforms in certain specialty areas that are more advanced and have been aggregating for a while, and now we're seeing new specialties like cardiology, GI, orthopedics start to form physician practice management groups, so we're seeing activity in those, not only because they have, they're have fragmented and there's opportunity there, they also have tight linkages to ambulatory surgery centers, which are uh, growth vehicles for outpatient surgery going forward and, and the ability to manage cost and the cost of care in the outpatient setting. Lastly, wanted to talk quickly about health systems. So health systems is, a, is an area where we're seeing a pickup in activity as well in 2021. Typically, a a subsector that has not seen a ton of private equity activity, valuations historically have been quite low relative to other uh, subsectors. We've seen valuations in the six to eight times EBITDA range. As COVID hit this subsector very hard in 2020, we saw some health systems with volume declines in the 40 to 50 percent range during the middle of 2020, particularly those systems that were in metro markets hit by COVID and particularly those health systems that were more slanted towards elective volumes. Uh, While those volumes have rebounded um, and are currently tracking more closer to normal, we did see um, many of them need CARES Act funding and the CARES Act funding that they received probably on average by our calculations triaged about three to five months of budget shortfalls, but we're still seeing the continued emergence of haves and have-nots. And as a result, this kind of either portfolio pruning or the weak players in the markets are starting to transact. So we're seeing a lot more horizontal integration there by corporates and PE players come in uh, to look at these assets. From a horizontal deal perspective, the deal theses are expanding beyond the typical managed care rates thesis and the GNA and and supply chain streamlining and and clinical cost optimization to more complex deal theses around digital patient outreach, service line excellence and complex care management. We even saw a couple joint operating agreements uh, formed in the last year. From a vertical integration standpoint, we're seeing health systems continue to buy continuum of care assets like home health and hospice. We're also seeing them partner with private equity to expand into continuum of care assets outside of their core acute care markets. So we continue to see, to see and anticipate more primary care, post-acute specialty care investment, other ancillary investments by them with private equity, both in their core and non-core markets. So Kristen, back to you for some thoughts.
2: Thanks, Ross. As we look forward into the rest of 2021 and we look at those three particular areas, I think Ross has really outlined the complexity and how um, our PE investors are really looking to each one of them and trying to peel away that complexity into something that makes sense. And as we look at this, also, we see additional layering in of what's going on with healthcare IT, which will be the subject of another podcast coming up. And the complexity of global, as many of our health systems are looking to expand, interestingly enough, on the global stage and trying to understand how what they're doing here is in the U.S. market is going to or not going to be able to translate appropriately into markets outside the U.S. And so that gives you a little bit of a feel for what's going on from a healthcare perspective and on the PE stage. I'm going to turn it back over to the team. For final thoughts. Well, Kristen
0: Ross, thanks for joining the podcast today. It's certainly an exciting time and the intersection between private equity and healthcare is certainly not going to be going away uh, in 2021 and beyond. I want to thank all of you who tuned into this episode of Private Equity in Your Industry, and we hope to catch you on a future edition.